There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Sonic Microphone, on. Welcome to the Pod Doctors on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast on the BBC series Doctor Who. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing series 12, episode 5 of Doctor Who. Oh my god, oh my god. That is an understatement. This might have been the best episode in the Chibnall era ever. And... Oh, I'm so sad that Terry still could not be with us today. Oh, I know. He really needs to be here for this one, but damn. Oh my gosh, this was so good. And all right, so obviously if you're listening to us, you've seen the episode because why are you spoiling yourself? You know Exactly, yes. But how the hell did Barrowman keep a lid on this? Because he has been talking forever about being back on the show. Like, yes. oh, I so want to be on, I can do anything, blah, blah, blah. How did he do it? I don't know. Yeah, that was an amazing feat in itself to keep that information <laughs> quiet from the world. Oh my gosh. Yes, I am surprised. And yes, i sure it will be the squee heard around the world. <laughs> I am waiting for like all of his Twitter to blow up because depending oh, yes. on where he is... Because unfortunately, I was a little spoiled before this episode because it airs earlier in the UK than out here. Right, yes. And I had seen something, but the way it was worded, it was like, oh, Captain Jack's back, but not the way we think. So I was thinking, oh, we're getting like a voiceover. Right. And so I did, I stopped everything. I'm like, not going to read anything else on this. I don't want to spoil all the way. (laughs) But yeah, I'm shocked. I have not seen him posting videos like, what did you guys think? Except the fact that he lives in Cali right now, even though he's in the UK, I think doing dancing on ice or something like that. So maybe that's why he hasn't blown up his Twitter feed. Or maybe it's because I'm avoiding it like the plague. But Right. Yes. That's probably the reason is yes. (laughs) I don't want any spoilers oh, I don't want anymore but oh my god I really really hope this means that we're gonna get him at least one more episode 
Yes. Because please. I want him to meet the doctor because he was so excited. Yes, he was. Like, everything's falling apart. And it's like, wait, she's a woman now? Hold yes. on. <laughs> like, pump the brakes. He was so excited. Yeah. Although, and, and I know when we get to it, but I thought for a moment when he meets Graham that maybe he actually knew Graham from like a long time ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what is this? Yeah. So my eyes got wide. This episode was insane. Like, before I just spill everything right now, let's jump in. All right. Episode five, Fugitive of the Jadoon. Tricker, happy space police, the Jadoon, are targeting 21st century Gloucester. So the Dr. Yaz, Ryan, and Graham race back to Earth in order to prevent them doing too much damage to the Cathedral City. But who are the Jadoon looking for, and what did they do to incur their wrath? When the hell did the Jadoon become space police? Oh, they've always been the space police. What? I thought they were very anti-everything. I thought they were bad guys when we met them back with 10. <laughs> or was that like a rebel squadron or something? Yeah, it could have been a rebel squadron. Like, yeah, yeah they're the I never knew that they were the police because even... Well, they aren't officially, but they're basically thugs who... Rich people hired to do their police work. So they're mercenaries. <laughs> yes. Okay. Everything is, they do everything on a contract. Okay. Because I was like, wait a second. Because I swore even in that episode, which I could be wrong. God, where's Terry right now? Yes. With Matt Smith, when he goes into the cube, which I'm blanking on the name of it, that they right. were there too. to make Yes, sure he they were. There. Okay. Yep. Oh my gosh. There was so <laughs> many, like, remnants of nine and ten i felt like in this episode oh yes there was so so interesting but all right, all right i'm gonna spill everything i was like word vomit is coming so go 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 let's jump in <laughs> all right this episode sees the return of the rhino headed space police force the jadoon old adversaries who first appeared in 2007 story smith and jones and who have popped up periodically over the next eight years they were targeting the slightly unlikely location of 21st century Gloucester in search of a fugitive. But who could they be seeking in this sleepy cathedral city? Well, we get introduced to Lee Clayton and his wife Ruth on their 44th birthday. And you think the sweet. husband is <laughs> not the best because she's already gotten up, made her breakfast. and <laughs> Oh, yeah. And he's like, I was going to make you breakfast. She's like, yeah, you were dead to the world. Now, first of all, I swear I thought I was one of the only people who said that. Right. So, awesome. But second, <laughs> it's like, yeah, all right, you're going to get it for making me breakfast. I didn't want cold cereal. Because apparently right. he's not the best. Because when her toast popped up, she's like, oh, perfect. I'm like, what? And, you know, my 44th birthday, I didn't exactly get like a big meal, but I wanted a present. She's a much right. better person than me. When she's like, I know I said no presents, just cake. I'm like. So better get a present. I don't even care about the cake. <laughs> well, we find out that he worked at Bathrooms for You, and she's a local tour guide. I'm sorry. I want to go on her tour. Oh, yeah. Especially that, when I, she was talking about the cathedral. She's like, yeah, and Harry Potter was filmed here. I'm like, what? I want to go there. I'm a yep. nerd. <laughs> yeah. Using that to get the, the youngins <laughs> excited or at least thinking about it. 
And judging by Lee's shifty behavior and the wild conspiracy theories of his love rival, All Ears Allen. That was hilarious. Seemed like Lee was the fugitive alien in question. I love that he had a freaking dossier. Yes, on the guy. Holy cow. (laughs) All right. Now, you may like a woman, but have you ever created a dossier on your love rival for said woman? If not, obviously, you've not gone far enough. Yeah, apparently not. (laughs) Making bad hearts on her her coffee, too. I'm just saying. Yeah. (laughs) And the stakes are raised by the Judon zapping various Glustonians in typically trigger-happy style. Oh, my gosh. That poor old lady. With her Marge or whatever. First, they zap her knitting needles, and I love that she's like, it took me nine weeks. Yeah. Oh, here, here's compensation. And then she goes to run and they're like, nope, zap. I was like, oh my God, what are they doing? I had very Dalek-esque flashbacks there. Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, All Ears Alan gets his too. I was surprised Alan had the gumption. He all of a sudden pushes him. Then he's like, oh, oh, sorry. Except you didn't know that Assaulting an officer is punishable by execution, did you, Alan? <laughs> okay, we're done here. We killed him. Let's go. What? Yeah. Now, on the TARDIS, the fam is watching the doctor searching for something and have been sitting there for 20 minutes without the doctor even knowing they're there, and they want to know what she's looking for. She tells them the master and has been going home without them because they would ask too many questions. Her attitude here reminded me very much of Ten in the episode with Arach- the Arachnos. Right. Because, like, how Donna would interact, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're going too far, and, and you can't be alone. And just the way everything was, it, it just had a very Ten feeling there to me for that episode in particular. Right. Now, alerted by the Judon's warning transmission and erection of the enforcement field around the city center, the doctor arrived just as the Judon surrounded the Clayton's flat weapon prime. Now, she actually makes the statement exactly like 10. Platoon of Jadoon near the moon? Yeah. <laughs> now, did you hear a little bit of the the Scottish slip out? Yes, I did. Not as much as with 10, but I heard no, it. No, but yes. And she and the TARDIS team tried to talk both parties into settling this, whatever this was, peacefully. Oh, my gosh. And, oh, hey, the commander is a woman? Yeah. Because it's like, let's talk woman to woman. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's uh, pretty good uh, detective work there, uh, Doctor. Right. And as that's happening, though, because we had Graham get a bit distracted when they went into the coffee shop because yeah the that's where they first appeared and everybody headed out the door and <laughs> yeah graham is distracted by pastry and never makes it out of there because he disappears i was freaking what the out. hell because we don't know what happens for no uh, several moments yeah i'm like holy crap did he just get zapped what i was freaking out watching i'm like yes. no they did not kill off graham yeah did the judon take him I was hoping it was something because that was just messed up. Yes, it was. (laughs) We have the doctor who's talking to the Jadoon right right at that moment. 
after she realized Graham was gone. And I had a very nine moment right here when she's like, I am very disappointed in you. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> empty child. And then yep. it's like, okay, did they do that to link it to Jack? Because the empty child is when we first meet Jack. And then we have right. yes. Graham pop up. And we hear the the voice, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is where we're getting Captain Jack. All right, he's going to be a voice. This is awesome. Right. But no. No. <laughs> we get Captain Jack, and I had a couple, oh, my God, are you? <laughs> I'm trying not to drop the F-bomb. But right. I was freaking yes. out. Are you kidding me? Right. Yes, this is awesome. I had, like, fangirl arm flail, so that's that was for sure happening. It's like, oh, it's Captain Jack. Yeah. But when he hugs him and, like, kisses him, and he's, like, flirting, like, only Captain Jack can. Oh, of course. Loving the gray at the temples. Distinguished. <laughs> kind of sexy. I'm like, <laughs> this is what I was like, did he know Graham before? Like, thinking maybe he was, like, in the army or something with Graham. I don't remember if they've ever said if Graham was ever military, like, way back. Right. Like, thinking yes. maybe they were. And that yeah. Captain Jack just still sees him like he was. Right. Mostly, you know, but then it's like, oh, it's like, no, but he realizes, oh, wait, what? Yeah. Like, Who are you? What are you doing? And it's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not the, the doctor. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and when he says, oh, no, it's a she, Captain Jack, like all hell breaking loose around them. He's like, what? He was so excited. And I swear he's like, fangirl moment. Yes. Doctor, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, that was great. And later on, Jack attempts again to scoop the doctor, but no, he gets Yaz and Ryan instead. And of course, thinking Yaz is the doctor. Oh, not you. Oh, you're sassy. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh my God. I can't help loving Captain Jack because it's like, no matter what the situation is, he still has that little bit of humor, no matter what's going on. Oh, absolutely. Because so yeah, he's in a stolen spaceship who's being attacked and by whoever probably he stole it from and then the ship itself starts attacking to him so great this is so so easy of course yes now of course he has just enough time to flirt with ryan saying he's my favorite <laughs> and he still can't believe there's three of them right and tells the tardis fam to warn the doctor beware the lone cyberman at all costs, don't give it what it wants. I was like, that's oh ominous. my god. <laughs> yeah, that's really ominous. And with that, he beamed the trio back down to Earth and scooted off through space and time, at least for now anyway. Now, it's great that the uh, fam agreed that Jack was cheesy, but good cheesy. Oh my god, it was so <laughs> cute. I mean, it really was. And then we had all sorts of weirdness start happening. Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks, enough. oh, Captain Jack, oh, this is great. Oh, no, it gets so much better. This is where I started to get confused. But back in, okay, I'm going to screw this up because I thought they were saying Gloucester. So it, that's probably the correct pronunciation. But back in England, Lee <laughs> surrenders himself to the Jadoon so that his wife Ruth could escape because he had a silver box of alien origin hidden in the back of his wardrobe. And apparently this confirmed that it wasn't all on the up and up. Right. Which was interesting because Ruth kept saying, I've never seen that before. And they've been married, but they didn't say how long. So I was like, hmm, is that even really 
Lee or is it somebody else? Right. My mind's going a million miles a minute, mostly because Captain Jack has it crazy. But yes, uh, we get a confirmation of sort from the Jadoon that his superior has shown up. But who is this person? Commander Gat, who greeted Lee as an old friend. And yeah. It's like, what? It's like, okay, because they've had the same training and they've had this, but the doctor scanned them and they're human. So scratching my head, is it Right, some... yeah. What, what, what's the alien? Yeah, because it's... <laughs> Why something... did you down there? But yeah, the commander sure wasn't... Well, she was determined that she was going to find him. Yeah. I mean, it took a long time, but she was able to track that little box he had. Which turns out to be a medal for... What is honor? Something. Yeah. So a military medal. I'm like, are they from like way in the future? And he came back and that's why he's still human. That's what I was wondering. Right. And that, yeah. I mean, how do you know? I mean, you just kind of got to ride this part out because it just makes less and less sense as it goes deeper into the episode. Exactly. <laughs> and before, like moments before they come in there and get him and well, kill him he managed to get off a message to ruth that said follow the light break the glass happy birthday and i'm like okay did he like hide her memories because this just seemed really weird but after she got the text which made me look at my phone too like right my phone <laughs> she seemed to go all jackie chan and start fighting like crazy and beating the crap out of the jadoon and oh my god busted off the commander's horn, which apparently is a huge boob insult. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's like, a huge insult. Great. They're going to just blow up the whole earth. What did you do? Ruth, who are you? I was thinking, is she come some kind of sleeper agent? Right. Had to be. And at that moment, like they flip back to Jack on the ship, which we already went over, but you know, when he asks, is the doctor safe? And we flip back to this happening. I'm like, no. Right. And you go, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Nobody's safe right now. <laughs> right? Like, I'm just like, who is Ruth? And then I kept thinking, oh, my God, what if she's the master? Right. Because, oh, we're going to keep going. Because the doctor's trying to riddle out who this is, but she figures out that Ruth at least is biocoked, but she can't get through it. So it's not right. a shimmer, but no. <laughs> something. And the doc's like, what was this text about? All right. right. Spill, Ruth. You got to help me out here. Well, it's about where I grew up. I grew up in a lighthouse. And the doctor's like, oh, I think you're the real target. We need to go back there to figure out what's going on. And as they're driving, like this didn't worry me as they're driving. Right. Suddenly Ruth has like a flashback and yep. she's like seeing and hearing things. And I'm like, they're going to crash. <laughs> right. I was freaking out. But when they go inside, Ruth all of a sudden is like, oh, yeah, I grew up here. The smell of home. It's like I'd never get hurt. And it started to scare me because her attitude changed a lot. Yes, absolutely it did. And the doc is like, hey, I'm going to look around. She's like, sure, I'll make a fire. I'm like, oh, my God, don't turn your back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I started to freak out thinking, oh, doctor, you're in so much trouble. You have nobody with you. Why did Jack have to ask that question right before all this stuff happened? Right. Felt very ominous. But she goes all the way to the top of the lighthouse to look around and she sees the gravestone that ruth had said her parents died and they were buried there but 
Why is she scanning it from way at the top? I don't know, but she did. And she freaks out and ends up running down to look at the gravestone. Yeah. Why have a blank gravestone? Because it's not a grave. Thank you for wondering out loud because yes, <laughs> I was thinking it was really, really old or something. But she starts digging. Where did the shovel come from? But whatever. Right. And what the hell? Exactly. My mouth hit the floor. Because no denying that was the top of a very blue police phone box. Yes, it was. And I was like, why is the TARDIS there? Oh, my God. This is the master. Because yes. inside, there's a little circle that says, you know, emergency glass, break, and Ruth does it. And when she hits the button, all of a sudden, we have all this glowing energy coming out. Yeah, looking like regeneration energy. Very much like that family of blood. Right. When the doctor opens up the, the watch and everything comes out and he gets his memories back. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> I was seriously just freaking out because she comes out of the house in a whole different outfit oh yeah and a whole different attitude and she's like okay let's start over hello i'm the doctor and i'm like what say what i was like no she's gonna be the master she's lying it's something right i i could not wrap my mind around it and then i'm thinking okay different timeline different universe what is this but she can go everywhere in the tardis yeah and obviously our doctor is like, no, this isn't it. Because then they start speaking at the same time. And then right. in unison, same brain. It's like, no. <laughs> and neither one of them Knows can the recall the other. So it's like. That's why I was thinking this has to be weird timelines or something. It's got to be. Because didn't in the episode. Dr. Ruth doesn't remember jo uh, yeah, <laughs> 13 Jody. from her past. But wasn't it similar with the war doctor? Yes, yes. Like when they were all in it, like they didn't recognize each other. And you would think Matt would recognize, well, he recognized the war doctor. Right. But he didn't seem to recognize 10 very well. Right. Which I thought was weird. So I was thinking, okay, maybe it's something like that. If they're in the same timeline, they don't really remember each other. Right. But I don't know. Because the inside of Ruth's TARDIS, though, was... That was pretty cool, but I felt like it was very like thrown back. Right. Yeah. It it had the some of the circles that we'd seen in the old original one Tardises from long ago. Right. And that's why I'm like, oh, almost like one or two, something like that. Right. And then we see the chameleon art, which was to help cloak her Time Lord identity, even from herself. It's like, oh, haven't seen that for a little bit. Okay. Lee. Lee wasn't just your husband, or was he even her husband? He was her protector. Oh my gosh, this is getting crazy. Right. So was he actually a Time Lord as well? Oh my gosh, I didn't, it had to be now that it all starts coming together. When right. Kat was saying we've had the same training. Yeah. Because we learn, because suddenly the TARDIS is dragged up onto the Jadoon ship via transporter. The two doctors are trying to figure the way out. And... Gat starts to reveal way too much because she's a Time Lord, too. And I love it because our doctor is like, what is happening? Yes. <laughs> How are you a fugitive? I'm confused. What's going on? Who is the person with the contract? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Right. And she just says, well, if you're a Time Lord, you can read my mind. 
Gallifrey's no more. Right. I've seen it burn twice. It's like, what? And they don't know anything about either. Is what no, it seems. they don't. Yeah. Which is, okay, you know, how long has Gat been at, chasing after Ruth? A lot longer than the doctor's been alive, maybe? And she said she'd been alive for thousands of years. Right. Which I'm like, holy crap. Okay, we're really jumping ahead because the last one I remember was like, what, 1300 or something? Yeah, I think. So it's like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> but as Jody, just say Jody, is saying that the planet is just ash and bone, and Gat is trying to figure this out. It's like, no, because two Time Lords from the same body cannot be in the same place and same time. This doesn't make sense. And I'm thinking, well, right. we've seen it. There's been a couple. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it just gets weirder. And Ruth, I'd say Dr. Ruth, that's something yeah. else. But she was like, hey, Gat, quit pointing that gun on me. Don't shoot. Trust me. You don't want to do that. Well, she does. And apparently she had rigged her gun to backfire and Gat destroyed herself. Right. And I think Jody at that point was kind of like, what? We don't use guns. What are you doing? Right. Yes. Because the only one that she was ever upset about in regards to weapons was the war doctor. So this is really weird. And Right. Yeah. Could this have been because we went back and changed the original timeline when the war doctor did destroy Gallifrey? Could that have split the Doctor's two timelines? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Right. To where Ruth actually was, say, nine or something. Ooh, and, and like all the numbers kind of have moved around. Right. Ooh, interesting. And Jody may not have had any idea because she was 13 from a different, like, timeline. Right. Hmm. Wouldn't that throw a twist into the... Uh, Doctor Who canon. Oh, my gosh. And she did say that at some point there's been, you know, because she's been around so long, I don't remember all my faces. It's like, wait, what? Right. Yes. What yes. What do you mean you don't remember all of them? <laughs> there's only been 12 beforehand. And I'm like, oh, God, this is, they're really messing with us now. Yes, they are. <laughs> anyway. The Jadoon are sent away with, you know, a little flea in the air about, you know, you don't have any jurisdiction in interstellar space. Nobody does. So the murder that you just witnessed was not technically a murder. Yeah. So, well, they're suddenly free and on their way back home. And Ruth drops our doctor off near Ruth's flat because that's where her TARDIS was. Yeah. And the fam's all there and they're like, oh, hey, you're here. Great. We have to tell you a message. And... Jody just looks devastated. Like, I don't know what's happening. Oh, yeah. She was as confused as we were. Yes. <laughs> It'd be funnier if they didn't tell her what was happening. Yeah. And kind of threw that on her. That would have been great. But the team's all back together in the TARDIS, our doctor, and they're relaying the message about Captain Jack. And this is when the doc is like, okay, time is swirling around me. The master, Captain Jack, Ruth. We're going to have the Cybermen, obviously. Something's coming. I can feel it. And Ryan, of course, is like, let it come. You've got us. And she's musing, obviously, that everything is like not what you think. Right. And I'm worried about what's happening. And I thought we had some of the best lines right here. Oh, absolutely. Because you have Ryan who is saying, whoever you were in the past or are in the future, 
we know who you are right now. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Uh, yes, I kind of felt like they could have gave her a better line because all she got was, yeah, we're your mate. Right. No. I know. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Give her something more. But what Graham said, I felt like really, I was really touched. And I felt like our doctor, it was something she really needed to hear. Yes. Like, so whether you want to go looking for whatever troubles are coming, or if you want to wait here. Until they come to you, we'll be here. Yeah. We're right by your side. I'm like, oh, that hurt. Yeah. And then, of course, an alarm goes off on the TARDIS. And she's like, you know, I know what you're doing. You're agreeing with them. Yes. (laughs) Which I thought was really funny. She's like, you're trying to distract me. There's several alerts and several multiple. Multiple locations on Earth. Well, all right, let's go investigate. And everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is great. But hello, this is weird. Now, obviously, the fam does not know everything that's going on because we, the viewers, have a heck of a lot more information. Right. But I was just like, oh, God, this is so weird. I don't know what's happening. I'm just glad Captain Jack was back. And I'm hoping he's back back in a few episodes. But I don't understand what Ruth is no this is what's freaking me out i'm totally freaked out about this right this isn't the fake doctor that tenant ran into this is right. a real doctor with their own tardis so uh, right but not quite the same because dr ruth was more apt to violence she, she had her own weapons was right didn't know what a sonic was had actually worked for the Jadoon or Gant, one of the two. Right. I guess it was Gant. And so, yeah, it, it's like a military side of the of a doctor's line. This is just weird. Yeah, it's really weird. I so. hope we get more information and that they don't just kind of leave it floating out there like that. Right. And, well, and the terrible thing is, is the master blew up Gallifrey. Right. If he wouldn't have done that. I think the doctor would have went home and gotten some answers, but she can't even do that now. So, oh, <laughs> there's, oh, this has to go back to that line. Something about timeless child. Yep. Absolutely. It does. Oh my gosh. What if it's like they split off or something? Yep. And there could be two actual time. Oh gosh. Okay. No, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> like I will be lost. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't jump down too deep into it. I just said, that's a possibility. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy, but I have really enjoyed this one. Oh, yeah. This was a fun, awesome episode. Yes. Well, what do you guys think about the episode? Let us know. You can shoot us an email at thepoddoctors at gmail.com or contact us at fangirlzone.com. You can go over to www.fangirlzone.com, check out our contacts page, and talk to us that way. And we, of course, love hearing from you. So please let me know, especially this one. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, somebody's got to have answers. So let us know what you think. Yeah, let's hear your crazy theories, please. And while you're at it, if you could rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends. This is the episode, I'd say, for this season to get them in. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, we all have our favorite. And uh, I've said a million times, 10 is my favorite. You can start there, but you got to start from nine for new Who and then old Who 
I don't even know where you start. <laughs> they were all so different and so awesome and so cheesy. Yes. But <laughs> it's great. They were like on the ball back in, back in their time that they were showing them. Right. But yes, enjoy all of it. The awesomeness, the cheesiness, the questions. And enjoy our podcast while you're at it. So for this episode of The Pod Doctors, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. This I gotta see. And until next time.